big thank you to Mary Green for her music, her composition, Passing Places. You can find out more about Mary Green's music on our website, marygreen.com, or pop on to bodytours.com, my own website, and follow the link from the front page. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Passing Places. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, and if you're new to the podcast, I say every week it's my personal diary of my travels around Scotland, mainly in my motorhome, but uh, one day soon I'll be back on my motorcycle and I also do a little bit of hill walking. I'm even thinking in the next week or so of getting back on my bicycle. I'm back in my chair where I was last week recording the episode and I've had a, a fantastic week. I enjoyed a really good long weekend in a very beautiful part of the country just off the east coast of Loch Ness famous for the Loch Ness Monster. I'd taken myself off to my very first, uh, what they call the mini-meet, a chance to spend a weekend with other people who use camper vans and motorhomes, and a chance to exchange information, make some new friends, and spend time around the, the bonfire and enjoying barbecues and a few glasses of wine. A very, very... A highly recommended experience, which I'll tell you a lot more about in this episode. But before we get into the mini-meet in Loch Ness, just a few quick shout-outs. On Facebook, on the Passing Places podcast group, I'd like to thank Rob Grant again. He's been posting pictures of the Airs Types facilities in France and Belgium, and also some images of the military cemeteries from the First World War uh, at the Somme. So thanks, uh, Rob, and keep your contributions coming. I hope you enjoyed your recent stay at Cruden Bay. And as I said uh, last week, I hope to have a good uh, look at Cruden Bay the next time I'm up in Aberdeenshire. I also wanted to thank Katie Cole, who happens to be my sister. She posted quite a funny photograph on the Passing Places group, which was a photograph of a an Apple TV, uh, I presume just a typical... LED television or LCD television and the image on the front was the Passing Places logo and she was listening to last week's episode on her Apple TV. Maybe not the best use of a TV but uh, it was quite funny to see the, the logo on the telly so thanks Katie. I also wanted to thank Annette Stephen who commented on the Passing Places group and she said that she was enjoying the podcast and I think one day she would love to go full-time in a, a motorhome or a camper van. So I'm glad you're listening, Annette, and I hope you keep listening and keep in touch through Facebook. I also wanted to make a special mention uh, for Brian Boone, who's been one of my regular listeners, I think, right back to the start of the podcast. And Brian had uh, emailed me to say that he'd been unwell and was in hospital uh, on a very heavy dose of uh, antibiotics for a chest infection. So I hope in the intervening days, Brian, that you're back home and that you're on the mend and that in any event you'll be well enough in the, the next few weeks to get out in your van for a trip or two before the winter sets in. So thanks for getting in touch. And if anybody else would like to contact me by email, it's feedback at bonnytours.com. That's feedback at bonnytours.com. And finally, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Bonnie Hofkin if you remember from an earlier episode, she's from California. And if memory serves me right, Bonnie should be 
in Scotland. She probably arrived in the last day or two. So I hope you have a great holiday, Bonnie. I hope you have some amazing adventures and that the weather holds up for you. I know that you're off to Tyree and to Barra and the Western Isles and I'm still hoping I might manage to catch up with you in Oban. And if I do, hopefully I can perhaps uh, twist your arm to have a short interview for the podcast. And if not, I'm really hoping that you'll provide us with some information about your travels when you finally get back to California. So have a great time. Now, as a listener to the show, I'm probably confident that you have some interest in perhaps motorhomes or camper vans. Maybe you already have one or you're thinking of getting one. And in an earlier episode, I talked about joining these online forums. I think it was back in April or May time. And I've joined a few and I've probably been out and about too much to keep in regular dialogue with people on the forums, but I do check in now and again. And early on in the process, I agreed to go along to a mini-meet, which was in the first weekend of September near Loch Ness. I thought it would be a chance to really meet up with people, but also give you some feedback as to what these meetings might be like. But if you are interested in motorhomes or camper vans, it's amazing the amount of information that's out there, the potentially conflicting advice. And the forums are great for posting questions and reading other people's answers to questions that other users have raised and getting involved in a a dialogue with people online. But there's nothing better than face-to-face contact with people who have motorhomes and camper vans and they are more than willing and happy to share their own experiences. So if you're thinking of a motorhome or a camper van or you've recently bought one or maybe you're a a seasoned traveller, if you haven't been to a mini-meet, give it some thought. It's a really good social uh, event and an opportunity to, as I say, exchange all sorts of ideas and information and just have a really good time with like-minded folk. So last Friday afternoon after recording the podcast, I headed off out the door to pick up the van and to head up the A9 towards Loch Ness. It was the quickest way to travel from Stirling and I was keen to get there um, as early as possible, but roughly around six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening. Now of all the places to visit in Scotland that weekend, I think the most unsettled or unpredictable weather was around the Central Highlands and Loch Ness in particular. And as it turned out when I arrived on the the site, it was a field adjacent to the organiser's own property. Sure enough, we had a mixture of blue sky, cloud showers and quite a stiff breeze. And that type of weather quite frustratingly persisted across the weekend. And I think about 14 vans turned up. And each night we had a a barbecue and plenty of um, drinks on hand and a, a really interesting bonfire or a, an open fire which was contained in an old uh, drum from a washing machine. A fantastic tip if you're looking to make some, some form of enclosed fire pit or a brazier or whatever you call these things. Get yourself an old washing machine drum. So we had a great time on the Friday night and another barbecue and similar event on the Saturday night. And I stayed again on the Sunday night and travelled back on the Monday. And through the duration that we were there, the 
organisers, Margaret and Angus, have a little cafe as part of their setup, and there was a, a great opportunity to come in and sit and have a coffee and a chat with people. So it was fantastic. I made a, a number of new friends, hopefully, and got a lot of information advice about other people's vans and how they travel and where they come from. And it was quite funny, I think on the first night I was in the middle of a conversation and I think it was Bill, if I've uh, remembered your name right, uh, suddenly recognised my voice as being off of passing places. So not quite a claim to fame, but it was quite a, a funny moment when he said, are you passing places? So that was quite funny. But it was a really enjoyable uh, weekend. I didn't want to uh, thrust the microphone into people's faces that I'd just met and I hadn't given MD advanced notice that might be a possibility. So what I did manage to do was have a, a good conversation with Margaret and Angus who had organised the, the weekend and were fantastic hosts throughout. Now there's one or two little uh, sound problems in the first few minutes but that was just a uh, lack of preparation on my part. The fridge was running and... Uh, I hadn't mentioned to Margaret and uh, Angus that we should sit absolutely perfectly still. So a couple of wee bumps and noises, but uh, it settles down and, and I hope you enjoy the interview. So if you sit back and uh, imagine yourself in the little cafe and I'm just in the middle of chatting to them about how I came across the forums and how I came across the uh, possibility of attending uh, the weekend's event. I joined uh, while camping and I joined the Motorhome Fund website yeah. or whatever. And then it's amazing how many people are actually active who would immediately come on and welcome you and say, you know, yeah. welcome mm -hmm. to the forum and where are you from and where do you go and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's how I, I came across your mini meet. Yeah, well, we've I've been on the forums for a number of years now. Uh, we first had our first van in 2008. That'd be right. That'd yeah. be right. Yeah. And I, on the internet, picked up that there were various forums and I joined a number of them. Some of them are free. Some of them you pay a nominal yeah, yeah. sum to be a member. Uh, it's certainly not expensive as the information that you can get uh, from the sites. But we decided to have a get-together um, which year would that be? We've done, this well, this is the fourth year. Fourth year, sure. So we had what we called a Highland Gathering. 2010. Um, in early summer. And I suppose that first one we had about 10 or 12. Say about 10 vans, yeah. yeah. And then we had a mini-meet that year, later on in the year, probably late September, I think. And we had really very few vans it was a mini meet mm. uh, the following year again we had one quite small one but mm -hmm. one bigger one the the term mini meet we use because it's shorter the gathering that we do so I'm trying to be uh, really <laughs> without zooming no. sorry you were saying about the mini meets the... the the mini meet is a shorter meet uh, normally from the Friday to the Monday Whereas what we call the Highland Gathering is from the Thursday right. to the Monday of a weekend. 
and it's a collection of people from different forums so that they can meet uh, each other. Where we are, it's quite a long way for a lot of people to come. So to get enough people together from one forum would be difficult. But to get them from three or four this time, we've got three represented ones, the Motorhome Farm, Motorhome Fact and the Wild Camping. Right. But it's good on these forums that people are actually keen to convert the discussion into face-to-face and yeah. get to see each other and meet each other. Yeah. I mean, and how far are they coming from? All over the UK? Or? It's mostly Scotland. Yeah. I suppose they'd have meets down south. They the have a lot of, yeah. well, they have rallies, they have all sorts of things. Yeah, either, either <coughs> people who live in Scotland or who are travelling and are in Scotland anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, Tie in and tie in with it and come, come to us. And how many vans? I mean, I forgot to count them this morning before people started leaving. But how many vans did you have over the weekend? Fourteen, I yeah. think. So Always, inevitably, you get more people booking, but then yeah, you get a for mm-hmm. perfectly real reasons they mm-hmm. they aren't able to come. We actually thought this time we might get more people dropping out because the weather wasn't going to be terribly yeah, good. Yeah. It's a good number, and I think that sort of 14 to 18 is a good number because you can get round everybody and you can know who yes. everybody is. Yep. Once you get above that, we now know quite a lot of the people because they are coming back. Mm. But for somebody new coming in, it's probably not so easy to get to know everybody. That's when people say their names. I, I tend to forget their names immediately, but then over the two days or three days, you end up and you do yeah. get to know people. Yeah. And then, of course, they've got their forum names. Yes. And <laughs> their real names. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get involved with the forums at all. Right. So, you know, when people arrive and say, oh, I'm... You know, passing places. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you called anything else? Uh, no, and I remember the first one. There was genuine surprise that there were folk from different forums. Right. Um, I think you know people really were, were surprised that it was it was a gathering of different different forums. And to me, that was that seemed very strange, but because I don't do the forum thing, um, you know, it was a bit like sort of a, the gathering of the clans. And, you know, would, would they end up having a fight in the middle of the, the field? But all worked fine. I mean, everyone has. <coughs> but the the information that you gave out on your double sided piece of A four, I mean, that that whole format have been very informal, where you can opt in or out. And if you've got 14 or 15 vans, there's, there is still that option to yeah. just do what you'd like to do. You don't yep. have to participate fully. Mm-hmm. That seems to work really well. Yeah, yeah and I think, I, think, I think that's an important element, element of it. Um, I mean, we've got, we've got one van out there that well, we have seen the occupant of the van right. a few times over the weekend, but not very often. Mm-hmm. But he just, and he's a regular attender. He just likes to be here and, and part of it. Yeah. And, and he does, does come and join in, you know, and he feels like it. But 
he, he's obviously a person who likes to keep himself to himself. Well, mm -hmm. And that's fine. It's yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And yeah. It's fine. The other side of the story is that we do bring people in here and serve teas and coffees yeah. uh, to get people together. And on Saturday morning, one of the couples came in to be in because they knew that they weren't going to meet anybody sitting in their van with their heating on. Yeah. What, yeah. The weather wasn't good enough to be mingling outside, so they came in here so that they would meet other yeah, people. Yeah, if you've got a communal space, you know, it's a bit yeah. like a common room in our campsite. Mm -hmm. It's a place mm -hmm. where people can get together. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And all different shapes and sizes of motorhomes. Some very palatial. <laughs> And others like ours, yeah, the whole, more than a camper van. The whole range is quite uh, well yeah. represented after right. <laughs> the weekend. That's right. That's mm. right. All ends of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, ages and stages. Yes. And, and we've also had, um, we had this weekend too, um, we quite often get folk who are either just got a van or who are quite new to yeah. using a van and they seem to find this kind of informal gathering is quite a good way to, to, to get going and pick up tips and just get a bit more confident about what what using the machine is about and, uh, that, that mother and daughter they were, yeah. they've only had that van well they've a few weeks seven weeks um, it's their first van yeah so much better to meet people and, and the forums are good that you can yeah. leave something and somebody will come and reply and you don't have to hang around there but it's mm. when you meet somebody face to face yeah whether it's just a general question or it's a technical question or something yeah. mechanical or whatever, yeah. it's amazing the amount of knowledge that people have. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like if, you you know, if you've got 28, 30 people out there, there's, there's quite a lot of accumulated experience. Yes, and with motorhomes, it's so easy, I suppose, to get together because that's part of using a van. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas there must be other, lots of other forums for any number of to topics where actually getting together must be a lot more difficult because you've got to arrange yeah. to be somewhere and do you do it in a day, in which case you won't get very many people coming from any mm -hmm. distance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you have to stay somewhere hotel or mm. whatever but with this you know, you've got your shell on your back and and some people make genuine friendships as a result yes. and I've noticed that obviously yeah. some people have been before and mm -hmm. knew each other already and yes. no doubt meet yeah. again at another mm -hmm. yes. somewhere else so. yeah. and you're talking possibly about something at New Year is that just a, an idea in your head at the moment <laughs> well it wasn't my idea <laughs> it wasn't our idea <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my idea but press gang uh, I think not press gang. I think <laughs> it's quite a good idea. I mean, I was amazed last night talking to everybody. How many people who are here this weekend actually are interested? Better than sitting watching rubbish on the television all yes, night. Yeah. And it actually quite surprised me how many people don't do things now. I mean, we when we go back sort of 30 odd years um, and first footing we lived in a village in Perthshire and you stayed in for the bells and then you went out and yes. you yep. went to every house and ended up having breakfast somewhere sort of at 
eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And when you're in a scattered community like this, there are really very few places yeah. that you can walk to. Yeah, I lived in the Highlands uh, through the 90s and if you were going to somebody's house and there, there was alcohol and drink involved, which was commonplace, there was almost a, an agreement beforehand you'd probably stay in the night. So mm -hmm. again, to things like first footing, it tended to be walking along single track roads to immediate neighbours and mm -hmm. things, but people really did uh, celebrate by visiting each other yeah. when they could, mm -hmm. or staying over. Mm -hmm. so, so the idea of people who might otherwise just be sitting at home yeah. and do the first footing in the motorhomes. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly oh. different from watching Jules Holland on television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. It's ni nice actually that somebody people who's, want. people want to come here to do that, yeah. you know, race the other, yeah, that's good. And then after this weekend, there'll be momentum on the forum afterwards because people will then mm. know people yeah, haven't met before yeah. and yeah. there'll be the photographs and it'll go on for mm -hmm. some weeks after. Yeah. No, well, it's very good. I mean, I'm glad I came along. It's the first time I've been to one. I didn't, mm. uh, I said I didn't know what to expect, but I suppose it's quite obvious in some ways that it's going to be a, just a get-together. <laughs> it's very different from rallies and... Yeah. Um, temporary holiday sites and things. They're, they're organised by the clubs um, and forums. Forums do rallies. They do them at most of the uh, motorhome shows. Everybody goes along with their van and they sit in their car park area for their particular forum. Uh, I have no idea how much it costs to do that, but I think it's quite expensive. But you're there for the time of the show and you do the show and you do the entertainment in the evening with your, your forum friends. Uh, but it's much more organised. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and we don't do any of that. So we don't go to any other sort of meet or gathering or no. anything else. But we do enjoy having people coming People come in. to you. Yeah. Um, and we've deliberately shied away from charging for, for it. We'd rather do the fundraising which we do for the Cairngorm Mountain Rescue. Yeah, because you, I mean, you obviously put a lot into it in terms of organising and effort and the administration of it, but I'm sitting looking at the tin for the, the Mountain Rescue team, but that's quite a good balance to strike, isn't it, that people yeah. make a contribution yeah. to another good cause? And we, for the first time, really made a thing of it, the last one. Uh, before that, if there was a bit of extra change, people would put it in the pot. But from the last gathering, we actually specifically said we will be collecting for it. Mm -hmm. Because, as you say, there's quite a lot of work that goes in beforehand, but we don't want to charge ourselves yeah, you yeah. Know, for ourselves. So we did a collection. We had 15 vans in total. Mm -hmm. And we collected over £200, and it's looking quite good, quite good for this mm -hmm. time too. So we're delighted to be able to do that. And I gathered that last night in Alvey Moor, Cairngorm Mountain Rescue Team were having a big party but to celebrate their 50th anniversary. Good. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we weren't it invited. So maybe we could bring bring it to a close, but I mean, I, I would like to thank you for your hospitality. I've really enjoyed the weekend, and good, uh, good. if it's going to be New Year or whenever next well, time, I'll I hope I hope you'll come along. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. And, uh, thanks for.
taking part. And, uh, I'll let you have a listen afterwards. <laughs> Not sure, <laughs> no, that's, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay, thanks again. So a sincere thanks to Margaret Tanangas for volunteering to uh, come on the podcast and be interviewed and especially I want to thank them for their organisation of the event. It was, it just went so well and everybody had such a good time. Uh, they can't be held responsible for the unsettled weather but that didn't spoil the occasion in any way, shape or form. We were able to stand outside in the cold next to the fire and enjoy the, the crack and the the heat from the fire so it was a, a fantastic weekend and a couple of things I'd like to highlight is that area around the on the hills above doors at uh, east of Loch Ness there's some fantastic scenery there's the I think it's the Loch uh, Ruthven uh, RSP, Res, RSPB reserve and there's also Loch now I can't remember how you pronounce this Dunchelig which is the used to be it might still be the main reservoir for Inverness and just the hills and the little locks and the single track roads around there are really, really spectacular. Really well worth a visit. And in the RSPB reserve, I was reading that the, as well as seeing the ospreys and curlews and the the divers that you can get there, there's some very rare grebe. I think it's called a Slavonian grebe, which is uh, Loch Ruthven is one of the main, I think, uh, breeding grounds for the Slavonian grebe. So. If you're a twitcher or interested in bird watching, it's a place that's maybe worth a visit. Now, as part of the weekend, uh, Margaret and Angus had organised the community minibus, and on both the Saturday and Sunday, a party went down to the Doors Inn on the shores of Loch Ness for lunch. And again, I could certainly recommend the Doors Inn if you're a foodie, if you like your food. It was a it's a nice little pub in and the food was excellent and one of the reasons I was quite keen to go was in the car park of the Doors Inn there's a chap who lives in a, it was a, a van at one time but he's now clad it in wood and it's a permanent home from now but a chap called Steve Felton now Steve is a very very interesting character way back in I think in 1991 when he lived in England he gave up his job, his girlfriend, he sold his house and he set off on a mission to stand vigil on Loch Ness and see if he could spot the Loch Ness monster. I had hoped that uh, he would be there when I turned up but uh, his van was was locked and he was nowhere to be seen but he's a very, very, very interesting guy. He's been now, I think, on Loch Ness uh, 22 years and he's one of these people who's been regularly interviewed on TV on an international basis. And I think his most recent appearance was on the, the One Show on BBC One this year, where he was just describing why he gave up everything to spend his life on the banks of Loch Ness. Now, Steve's van gave up the ghost many, many years ago. I think it was a, originally an old school library bus. But it's now, as I say, parked permanently and he makes his living from selling small uh, models of the Loch Ness Monster, which he makes himself in the van. And he describes his lifestyle as very much one of contemplation and he's absolutely committed 
to staying the rest of his life on Loch Ness and he talks in one of the TV shows about his ashes being sprinkled in the bay. So a very articulate guy, very interesting. And you can find out a lot more about his uh, story on his own website, I think it's... Uh, now let me remember what it was called, nessiehunter.co.uk. You can also track down the original BBC documentary, which was, I think, called The Desperately Seeking Nessie. And it's, as I say, it's just a fascinating story. So good luck, Steve. I really do hope you are the first person to definitively confirm the existence of Nessie. So after a great weekend on Loch Ness, I decided to head down the road and I was very reluctant to come home. The weather was picking up on Monday and I thought I'd maybe do a bit of uh, well camping somewhere in the Trossachs. And I ended up actually down near Kilmahog, which is just outside Callander. And I had a very, very quiet night in the van in a Forestry Commission car park, well hidden away from the road. And... I didn't see a soul all through the evening or I didn't hear anything during the night and I woke up on the, would it be the Tuesday? Woke up to a, a very nice warm day. So I've put the band back in storage and I'm now sitting recording the podcast and thinking where do I head out to on Monday. I'm looking forward to getting out and about and I really want to grab the opportunities of the next maybe four, six weeks before we get into autumn and very quickly that sense of winter when the clocks change and we're plunged into darkness at uh, six or seven o'clock in the evening. So I'll put the links to the forums which I'm a member of on the show notes on my website at bonnytours.com and I'm also lining up some more interviews for future episodes in the coming weeks. I'll tell you more about that once they're actually fully agreed. So before I sign off I just wanted to mention the iTunes reviews, uh, they really do make a difference to the podcast. So if you can get a chance to put a review on iTunes, it really does help the podcast become more visible to potential listeners. And again, I wanted to thank people who've used the Amazon affiliate links on bonnytours.com, my website. There are still people who are having a little look at the online shop on bonnytours.com and then going on to buy things on Amazon. And it's small small amounts of money, but it's... Uh, it's just the thought that counts and it makes a small contribution to the cost of hosting the website and the media files. So thank you very much if you're one of the people who've been shopping on Amazon and check out my Amazon shop on the website. If you want to get in touch with me, I've mentioned earlier, you can contact me by email, feedback at bonnytours.com. You can follow me on Twitter at bonnytours. You can find me on my website, bonnytours.com where you can listen to the podcasts. Uh, you can just click play and listen to any episode. But if you have a smartphone or you use iTunes, you can subscribe to the podcast. Just type in Passing Places into your podcast application or into iTunes, and you should be able to subscribe to the podcast quite easily. So as I said, I just hope I can get some really good trips in before the close of the summer and the autumn begins. And Fingers crossed that Monday onwards the weather will be good and I'll be reporting back in next week's episode as to what I've been up to. So thanks again for listening to the podcast and if you're ever out and about in Scotland, give me a shout and it would be great to catch up 
As I say, I'm hoping to be out and about next week from Monday. Fingers crossed about the weather. And I'll be back for next week's episode on Friday of next week. So in the meantime, take care, drive safely, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks. I'll play out with uh, Myra Green's music, Passing Places. <laughs> <laughs>